but you did this or you did that. You, you took my word that I was about to use or you put your card right on the space I was about. And this kind of like bicker banter that basically says, it's not my fault I lost, it's yours. You did it. You stole my thunder. And, you know, we're pretty nice about it. But that subtle sort of like, it was your fault I lost kind of thing happening. Now, the peak of it where you might relate to this, even though we're actually not plays in the game, we really feel like it, is when State of Origin is on. And if you can just take your mind back to, to game one, New South Wales won. Now, it's apart from a few people in this, in this space here, after that game, you were going things like this. That stupid ref! What an idiot! Doesn't he see? Or, you know, those guys in the crowd with all those blue wigs, what were they thinking? Or, that ref is so incapable. Or, the grass, it was too green that night. Like, it's not Queensland's fault they lost. So, you know, we, we play this game, we sort of move or morph from board games to the blame game or from the state of origin to the blame game. Have you ever played the blame game? Trust me, you have. I, I, in preparing this this week, you just replay so many things over in, in my own mind of like, I am really good at this game. I'm really good in my relationships with the blame game. We all play it a little bit more than we think we do. You know, lawyers, they're kind of like the professional athletes at the blame game. So no offence to anyone who's a lawyer, a lawyer here or going to be a lawyer or has a best friend who's a lawyer, but, you know, these guys are out there to win. Actually, Ethan should have been here today. He had a cap on, which he got picked up at the show given by the motocross guys, and it says something about lawyers, and then it says... No win, no gain, or something like that. I'm like, oh, I should have had that in church today. But anyway, he's nicked off. But anyway, the lawyers, a billboard, one of the billboards um, are found on the internet has this mo motto. This is the lawyer's motto. Jordan, hit it with me. Just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. Now, I don't know about you, but you might want that lawyer like me. I would think, man, that, that sits well with me. I've got a million reasons why it was not my fault, you know? Um, and if you think about it, you go, well, let's just, you know, we'll just, let's just rewind. Let's just play this game together um, a little bit. You know, really, the reason we are like this is because of these guys. See? Thumbs up. I don't have my clicker because I wanted to use my hands. Next slide. It's their fault, right? It's not our fault. It's their fault. I mean, the blame game, it's the oldest game, isn't it, in history? You know, if you, you think back to the story, God goes to Adam, you know, why did you eat the fruit, Adam? Why did you do it? And he said, you know what, God, I'm so sorry. I take full responsibility. It was totally my fault. I let you down. I have totally sinned. God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. No, no. 
No, no. We all know what he said. Do you want to say it on the count of three? Two words. One, two, three. That woman. That woman you gave me, God. That woman, she made me do it. It's her fault. In fact, Adam, um, <coughs> Adam blamed two people. Because not only did he blame Eve, then he said, God, you gave me Eve. So it's your fault too, God. It ain't my fault. I take no responsibility whatsoever for this. And then the woman, well, we know what she said. What did she say? That, that snake God, that snake, he made me do it. And if you're ever curious, that's why women are more afraid of snakes than men. Apparently, I fit into that category too. I'm not sure if that's true. I mean, the snake scared women thing, but I don't like them. We all play the blame game a lot, don't we? It's been in us for a very, very, very long time. Now, you just need to look at, at children. And you kind of wonder, like, man, we are born with blame game genes, aren't we? Now, it doesn't take me long to walk into a room when I hear, you know, there is trouble going on, and uh, I'll pick on my boys because they're not here. But, you know, uh, Ethan will generally come out crying, the younger one, you know. And the first thing will be, Jared, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, you go to Jared, and he go, well, Ethan, blah, 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 blah. He took my thing, so I smashed him in the leg. It's his fault that I have that violence. <laughs> now, I don't know if you relate or if it's just in my family, but I swear it happens very regularly. Like, now... We don't always blame everyone for everything. There is sometimes we take responsibility. Like, you know, sometimes you go, yeah, yeah, I, I spilt the milk or yeah, 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 I have to say this to Mark a few times. Yeah, I, 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 I backed the car into that pole, honey. Um, I've done that once or twice. Um, all the car damage is usually related to moi. Um, you know, or, you know, uh, we... we Apologise to the person we run into while we're walking down the sidewalk while we're texting. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't see you. Kind of thing, you know. But honestly, most of the things that we do, we have a really good valid reason of saying, it's not my fault. I mean, you only have to look around at, at lawsuits. And of course, oh, I did a Google search in Australia and Australia's pithy compared to America. Now in America, everything and anything goes. I don't know if you heard this story, but um, it's a guy a number of years ago, he wasn't such a nice guy to start with, but he kicked someone's head in and he's tried to sue Nike, saying Nike didn't put a warning in the shoes to say the, new, the shoes are dangerous weapons. Go Google it. He wasn't a very nice guy to start with, but and they think they wrote it off in the end to not very clear thinking. But only a year or so ago, a lady, 
literally sued Starbucks because there was too much ice in her iced tea and she won some money. Don't get any ideas. Don't go and live in America. But you know what? It's so easy, isn't it, to say, ain't my fault, it's their fault. Now, we, will, we are either young adults now, students, or we were once, but, you know, when it comes to, to young adults, they're not much better than the kids, you know, like um, that whole, um, I was chaplaining for a number of years, and it's not unlike a student to come to you and, and you sort of go, well, what's happening with your grades there, mate? You know, they're not doing so well. And they go, well, Pastor Sharon, you know, that, that teacher... She's hopeless. Like, if it wasn't for the teacher, I'd be fine. And you're kind of in your head ticking over, well, the other 80% of kids, they're, they're doing fine, but just you, you're listening to the idiot or something. Like, or, you know, um, my homework. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry it's not here. Uh, the dog ate it. Scruffy, Scruffy's fault. Um, or, you know, a student gets caught on line doing something not like they should or saying something not like they should and they come back as a parent, it gets back to you and then they sort of go, well, mum, if you'd have let me wear that makeup and those clothes, I wouldn't have had those issues. You know, like, your fault, mum, that I got in trouble for what I said online kind of thing. We all play that blame game really, really well. It goes on and on. And then when we become adults, we go from a different tact. You know, uh, this is one I really resonate with. If my kid just slept all night, I wouldn't be so grumpy and stressed out. It's your fault I'm stressed out. Um, or... If I wasn't, Mark might feel this, you know, if, if she wasn't so grumpy and stressed out all the time, you know, I might get more engaged in what's happening at home. And, you know, he might get more engaged in what's happening at home if she didn't nag him so much, you know. And if she stopped nagging, he'd actually come home on time. Or, and if he came home on time, then, you know, if he was on time, oh, I might actually show some more affection. Or jumping out of the home, you know, like if my boss wasn't so overbearing, I'd actually work for them properly, you know, instead of just sort of sliding under the radar. Or, you know, if my friends at uni, if they, you know, weren't drinking all that stuff, then, well, I wouldn't be forced into it too. It just goes on and on where we, we just throw it over onto somebody else. So if you have a think about it, you know, what's that one thing? right now don't tell me but what's that one thing that you do that's unhealthy what's that one thing that you do that's unhealthy as i've alluded to here you know and, and working on this talk this week it, it just really showed me that um my children get a lot of blame that they shouldn't get and um, um i am so much into this as much as you and I. I am not perfect and 
as I said, I was found this talk really thought-provoking for myself and I'm learning along with you. But what is that one thing that you go, you know what, it's unhealthy? And then ask yourself this question. Why do you do it? And whose fault is it that you do what you do? Whose fault is it that I do what I do? We all know the answer, don't we? It's us. It's me. We really actually understand that our behaviour is on us, but in fact, that's not how we play the game so many times. Underlying, there always seems to be a good reason why we did what we did. You think about road rage, you know. I don't know if you have this. I'm a really good driver. I like to think. I think I've told you this before. Um, Jared will definitely remind me that going around that chicane and blowing up that tyre, I'm not, I'm not Craig Lowndes, but I did do that and didn't work out. But I get frustrated at drivers, like... You know, um, <coughs> I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're running late and every slow driver in the world ends up in front of you, like the loony learner, the more mature aged person, and you're just like, what the heck? Like, come on, what are you doing? Don't you know I'm late? It's Or, you know, you've just grabbed your hot drink and it's sitting in the car there and you're cruising along feeling all good and well and all of a sudden some idiot just drip cuts you off and your coffee's over your lap and you, you're losing the plot and you're like, that idiot, what are they doing? I like this one. You are lining up to get through the lights you can see they're about to go orange and I'm accelerating like, come on, I'm getting through the lights. And then all of a sudden, that person in front of you stops. Like, what are they thinking? Definitely not my fault I rear-ended them. just seems to be a natural tendency that from the beginning of time we just you know that saying hey point the finger and you got all those others pointing back to you but we don't usually notice that just because I did it doesn't mean I'm guilty funny statement hey but it's so true. So often we really think it's not our fault. You see, the problem with the blame game is this. The blame game actually holds you and I back from being the person we can be. It holds back what our relationships can be because what it does when we play the blame game is it actually says... I'm all good. I've got it all together. I'm 
Nothing need to be done here, mate. I am just... Gives no room for growth. You know, I say to my kids this, you know, you eat that junk food all the time, you'll never grow. And it's the same if we indulge in the blame game all the time. We aren't going to grow either. There's a little saying, when I blame, I stay the same. When I blame, I stay the same. Our relationships stay the same. Our pride stays the same. Our immaturity stays the same. Whatever, whatever we actually really need to work on, it just stays the same. Because, well, I'm out. It's your fault. You work on it. You fix it. I'm all good. And unfortunately, when the game goes on and on and on, sometimes we get to a point where we're like, well, man, this is just simply not working out, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave that job. I'm going to leave that school. I'm going to leave that uni. I'm going to leave that friendship group. I'm going to leave that marriage. I'm going to leave because you know what? That relationship just simply ain't working. You can add in, I'm going to leave that church. We all have that temptation. But as we know, when we travel that journey and we go, it's not about me, their fault, I'm off. And we settle into a new space and a new relationship and as time goes on and new relationships build, what happens? The same. The same. Andy Stanley says it like this. Where I go, there I am. You just go with you. So you take with you whatever you left behind, basically. Now today is definitely not about the fact that we can't deny bad things happen to us. Because stuff happens to us. You know, people are rude. People do spread rumours. People are cruel. People do abandon you. People do hurt us. People cut us off in traffic. People chop fingers off in games. People are racist. People are unkind and selfish. And there is so many things in this room that are probably represented that are really bad things. And we live in a not-so-good world where bad things happen. We live in a terrible and awful world. And we cannot deny that bad things happen to us by other people but the reality is is that as christians and as people in our relationships whatever relationships we have we have to learn to live in this terrible awful not so good world and not let those terrible awful and not so good things that happen to us hold us back from the relationships we could have and the people we want to be and the people god wants us to be Let me ask you a question. Do you want good relationships? I do. The 
reality is, is that blame will always hold you back. So thanks to Matt and Mark, <coughs> my muscle men, they brought in some bricks for me. I want you to have a look at these bricks here. You know, these bricks are going to represent this. The junk that happens to us. There's a lot of junk. And they can weigh very heavy on us. And they are a reality because, as we said, junk happens. Junk happens. We live in a junk world at the moment. Um, but I also have a rope attached to the junk because this is the reality with blame. See, blame is like this rope. This rope attaches us to our junk. And you know what? It makes it really, really hard to move forward. Really hard. Now, <coughs> what show were we watching? Some stupid show late at night. What was it? Oh, that's it. A year from now. Did anyone watch that this last week? There was a lady trying to pull an aeroplane. Now, I'm not that strong, okay? So I'm sure I'm not going to be able to pull this. She, she was a very strong lady. She didn't pull the aeroplane, but she's going to keep trying. But um, <coughs> I, I'm not going to be able to pull this junk, am I? It's really hard for me to move forward in my relationship with this junk that's attached to me. It is really, really hard. You know, the problem is actually not the junk. The problem is what? The problem is this rope. If I could just get rid of the rope, if I could get rid of this blame, I, I can move forward. I can keep going. You know, Paul, he was a Bible uh, writer. He wrote letters. Lots of, lots of, we've talked about Paul here at Refresh a number of times now. He wrote a lot of the second part of the Bible. He wrote um, to the people in Rome. So he called the letter Romans. And um, <coughs> in Romans chapter 1, Paul starts talking about a group of people. And um, you can just, uh, you know, he's, he's telling, talking about that, um, you know, there are people who do really bad things. There are greedy people. There are selfish people. There are people who don't keep their promises. There are people who do uh, terrible things to their bodies. And you can just imagine that the, the new Christians in Rome, that they're reading this letter and going, yeah, Paul, I know these people. I know my neighbor's a bit like that or, or my boss is a bit like that. And yeah, Paul, you know, get them. I mean, they're just terrible people. You're exactly right kind of thing. And um, they keep reading through the letter and then they come across this verse. It's going to pop up on the screen. They come across this little little thing and they're just feeling really smug and going, you're so right, Paul, we're backing you all the way. And then in chapter 2, verse 1, Paul writes, you therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. And uh, <coughs> those Roman Christians are like going, ooh, Oh, ooh, actually, things are still a bit quieter now. Uh, they're starting to listen to what Paul has to say, and he goes on to say in the second part, for whatever point you judge another, 
you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same thing. Apparently, there's a song. I'm not so good with some songs, and I won't sing it for you because it won't be good for you. But um, <coughs> the lyric goes, I know that you think that I know that you think that your stuff don't stink. But Paul is actually saying here, sorry, it does. It stinks. Your stuff stinks. Your stuff is actually as bad as their stuff. You have probably left as many bricks for somebody else as someone has left for you. You're a bricklayer too. You've laid junk. And we live in a world like this. And the question is, how do we get rid of the rope? Do we want to get rid of the rope? How do we actually get rid of the rope? Now, the last part of our talk today is, is not rocket science. It's not something you've not heard before. It's actually very simple. To hear, to read, but hard to do. And we know that. In Colossians, which is another letter that Paul wrote <coughs> um, towards the end of the Bible, he starts off in Colossians 3.13 and he says about relationships these three words, there with each other, four words. Did I say other on there? Yeah, four words. Bear with each other. Actually, we live in an each other world. We live in a world where we all are good at bricklaying. And so we're going to have to bear with each other. And we're going to not only have to bear with each other, but we're going to actually have to take our part. We're going to have to take our own our own like you know what um sometimes we have to actually stand up and say it was my fault and i want to take responsibility for my part and i try hard to model this with my children i don't know how many times now i've said look i'm really sorry mummy just got angry at you but it wasn't your fault that you're, they're late. It's my fault. If only I had got up earlier. That's in, in, in Sharon's world, that's always the bottom line. Two things. If only mummy had got up earlier and then only if mummy didn't get distracted. Two things. I am just bad in those areas. And then as the clock winds on and the, the pressure builds, they get it, but it's not their fault. And I am constantly trying to model back to them that, you know what, it's not my fault. And I'm not their fault. And I, I have a lot to learn still in this way, in this area. And this week has really helped me to say, God, you know, I have to bring this to prayer more, you know. Even this morning, I was like, I need to get up early to, to sort of, do what I need to do for today. And so I was like, no, get up half hour early. And I'm still 15 minutes late. Error than I wanted to be. 
but God calls us to bear with each other, to own our own. And he goes on to say, not only do we need to own our own and go, you know what, that part, that was my fault. There's another step. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive. I bet you never heard of that before, ever. This is a real revelation right now, right? No, we hear it all the time, don't we? But forgiveness is powerful stuff. They don't deserve it, but I'll forgive them anyway. They don't deserve it, but I'll forgive them anyway. That is powerful stuff. You could almost say that's an adult decision. And when we stand up and do that kind of thing, we can go, ooh, I just did something adult-like. Like, wow. Because it takes amazing courage to actually do that, to actually forgive another who doesn't deserve it and we do that because we actually don't want to lug this around anymore and say we don't want to blame anymore and lastly in that verse there's a third part it says and forgive as the Lord forgave you now hey that's getting pretty heavy isn't it you know, if, if anyone could play this blame game, anyone who could play this bla- blame game, it would be God. So I'm finally ending my rope here. Like God, imagine it wasn't necessarily connected to that lump, but could be if that lump does. You know, God could easily take the rope and say, those people that I made, I don't want to do relationship with them anymore. I am not guilty It's all their fault. Those people, they lie, they cheat, they steal, they bite off fingers, they kick each other. It's their fault. I'm out of this relationship. And God, he could take that rope. He could. But this isn't God, is it? God chose forgiveness. And when God looks at you and I, he gets this rope and he goes, the angry person, no rope. The always late person, no rope. The addicted person, no rope. The liar, no rope. The arrogant, no rope. The cheat, no rope. murderer i mean it's absolutely absurd and whatever you have whatever i have the absurd absurdity of god's love is that he goes but for you no rope i forgive you so we can move forward with our heavenly father because he says no rope and i know some of us here whether we know god or we don't know god there might be times where we actually go you know what 
If that's what Christians are meant to be like, those forgiving people like God, man, I ain't seen it. My friend says she's a Christian and she is nasty. My father, he said he was a Christian. You don't know the, the terrible things he did. But can I just say, in those circumstances, that's not God's forgiveness. That is not a good representation of no rope. And if, if that's something that holds you back and you look at others and you go, you know what, they say they're a Christian and they don't live that out like this is saying, and that's what's holding you back from having a friendship with God and being released from your stuff, then, then I just really encourage you um, to don't let that be, be the reason. You know, because God has something special for you in your life. He wants you to be able to release your blame to him as well and, and he doesn't blame you. And, and um, yeah, just want to encourage you. Just to wind up, you know, God has a question for us, for me. Am I forgiving as God forgave me? It's really hard, isn't it? But the truth is this, we will, break th- we will break through when I stop blaming you. And some of us, we have lived maybe for a week or two or a year or two or 10 or 20 years blaming someone for something that has happened in our lives. And we basically say, I am who I am. I act like I act. I talk like I talk. I do what I do because of them. And the anger and the rage and the bitterness just stays and stays because it's someone else's fault. But today, we want to be a game changer. Today, we want to say, you know what? I'm going to release that rope. That rope here, it's not going to hold me back anymore. I'm going to release it. As we said, it's easy to do, say, but it's hard to do. But it, can you just picture in your mind what your relationships, your workplace, your friendships, your marriage might look like if we stop playing the, the blame game? And if we started to look at people in our lives as God looks at us, when we actually start saying, no rope, I don't blame you anymore, no rope. I'm going to forgive you, no rope. I'm going to own what is my mistake, no rope. So my challenge for you and I this week is to observe yourself and maybe even ask someone who's close to you and say, do I play the, the blame game? Just be prepared because if they say yes, we might be willing to go and start playing the blame game again. I encourage us all to pray this prayer this week on the screen. God, help me to forgive as you forgive me. This will be our game changer. Let's pray. God, um, We know that you made us because of relationship. In fact, everything about you is relationship. And uh, Lord, we all long for relationship because that's innately who we are. 
created by you. Thank you for the gift of relationships, God, for friends, colleagues, workmates, teammates, um, fathers, mothers, children, husbands, wives, God. We really desire to do better. And we take away from your word today that challenge, Lord, to own our own, to bear with each other and to forgive as you forgave. As we go out of this place today, God, speak life into our relationships, God, that we can, God, truly represent you in and around our community here and the places and spaces we go. And we just thank you, God, that you always, always have no rope on us. In Jesus' name, amen.